Welcome to Adult Papers, the podcast for grown-ups. I'm your host, Violet Augustine. I'm going to share sometimes magical, sometimes terrifying, often strange, occasionally funny, and somewhere uncomfortably between hyper-real and surreal stories with you. So here's another timely episode that's going off schedule. It's just what's happening right now, so it's what I want to talk about. On that note, I've gone fleegan, flexible vegan. First of all, what an awful word. But I can't say vegan because, for one, eggs. I buy them in the 60 carton. Not 12, not two dozen, 60. It's like $5. And secondly, I have a five-year-old. So it's wise to add flexible in front of any hard lift. And then we can't forget about butter, which I didn't even taste for the first time until a few years ago because that whole low-fat fad, so margarine. Country crock was all I'd ever had until a few years ago when I tried butter for the first time. I mean, it's not like I can taste anything right now anyway, so losing butter wouldn't be the travesty that it would have been a few months ago, but I can dream that one day I'll be able to taste butter again. The term fleegan is pretty damn unfortunate, and it doesn't bring with it the lightness. But let me say it again. Butter. And let's be real, 60 eggs cost $5, and I have a five-year-old who eats three times as much as I do. And then there's oysters, which I guess technically would mean I'm flexitarian or pescatarian because, yeah, oysters. So I started doing yoga seriously again this month, November 2020. November 14th, to be specific, which is weird because the number 14 keeps coming up for me. That's another episode. What took me so long, right? I guess eight months of pandemic was the low point. And also super scary to think about because it's likely not even the halfway point. I say what took me so long because, well, besides pandemic and yoga being an obvious answer to exercise and stress relief... I used to teach yoga. No, I've never been certified. I led free lessons for college students, but I wasn't half bad. I had a pretty decent and steady practice. I could even do the splits. Why stop doing something that has proven to be good for you, you might ask? Like, why the 15-year gap? Well, that's pretty much my life story. Find a thing that's good for you like being vegan or vegetarian or a sattvic mostly raw food diet or daily yoga and meditation and promptly stop doing that thing once it starts to show positive results. That's the short story. The long story is somewhere in all these episodes and more pointedly in the adult-only episodes for my patrons. On that note, want some exclusive adult content on adult papers? join me on Patreon. I'm running a special offer through the end of 2020. Every new patron gets a custom adult paper sticker shipped right to your door. Let me just be straight with you. If you join me on Patreon on the adult content tier, you're going to get two types of extra content. One of them is where you get to hear the words fuck and come used in their more 
playful contexts. And the other type of content is the type that you would only tell your friends behind closed doors because it's going to piss someone off or it's going to make certain people uncomfortable. So adult content meaning anything you don't want your five-year-old or your boss to hear. Why 50 bucks you ask? Basically to weed out the, the haters and the spies. Although if you're a hater who's willing to spend 50 bucks a month to get the tea, then thank you. After three months, you get a custom adult papers tea, not a tea bag, not the juicy stuff you share with your friends, but a t-shirt. This isn't your regular Patreon ad. This is adult papers. So let's see. I went gluten-free back in January of 2019 because I was tired of the twice yearly sinus infections. And lo and behold, I don't get them bitches anymore. And I've been wanting to be mostly vegan, at least vegetarian again, for a while. My kid and I are already lactose intolerant, if not to the dreaded shit running down the pant leg extent, enough to cause gastro dysfunction. And luckily for them, they don't even like cheese. It's just me who fucked myself by moving to Milwaukee and learning to love two things which ended up being the death of me. Beer, lol. Today I'm on day 40 of sobriety. And cheese. I just wasn't sure how to logistically manage it with a hungry, picky eater and, well, actual life. I don't know why the word flexible never entered my mind. Well, if I think about it, I totally do. A notable quality of my past self before I reached this wonderful land of self-love and acceptance was rigidity and extremes. Like, if I couldn't be 100% vegan overnight, kitchen makeover included, then fuck it. If I couldn't be 100% twice daily yoga practitioner drinking only fresh pressed vegetable juice in the mornings instead of coffee, fuck it. What's the point? But feeling at ease with myself in the last few months has translated to so many other wonderful side effects, like accepting that I can be a flexible vegan or a flexitarian, and that is fucking good enough. It totally is. I mean, I could just quit Doritos and it would be enough. Since I've been eating those fuckers a lot lately, more on that in a minute. I mean, even just putting a squeeze of lemon or lime into my water in the mornings used to give me notable anxiety because instead of focusing on the small good thing I was doing for myself, I could only focus on the fact that, well, you have that high powered veggie juicer gathering dust on the counter and why the fuck aren't you juicing up some kale and full ass lemon with the peel and drinking a full eight ounce glass of freshly pressed juice instead of just doing this weak ass little squeeze of lemon in the water, you goddamn failure. Thank God that kind of self-talk is gone. I actually just feel good about the little thing I can manage to do. So now what I'm dealing with that inspired to move to flexible vegan is that I have this thing on my fingers and joints that one doc called psoriatic arthritis, which basically just means my joints sometimes hurt and I have these painful red bumps on them most of the time. But as is common in Western medicine, they could not tell me why or wherefore or even what to do about it. It got bad lately where the main painful ass bumps are on the thumb and pointer finger of my right hand, like the fingers I use the most. 
So it's become quite bothersome. Can you tell I've been listening to Jane Eyre on Audible? The whys and wherefores. Next thing you know, I'll be saying, what the deuces? Anyway, it's been a bitch. And the only thing I can really correlate it to in a general way is too much stress and shitty food. Like frozen dinners. Hey, I get Amy's brand at least, but still frozen dinners. And Doritos. As far as why I'm eating so many Doritos, well, back in July, I got COVID. Have I told this story yet? Anyway, I tested negative for the virus and antibodies twice, but I know I got that bitch. You know how I know? Because I still can't smell shit. Well, it started to come back finally four months later, but very mildly and really weirdly too. Sometimes I can get a whiff of a real smell. Like when I could smell my kid the other day, that was like getting high. In general, though, everything smells the same. Like I smelled my coffee grounds this morning and they smelled like fingernail polish remover. And yep, that's basically what everything smells like. Like gin or fingernail polish remover. And that's how most things taste too. The other day I ate a banana and it tasted like fucking gin. What an experience. So for four months, I really couldn't taste anything except Doritos and hot Cheetos to an extent and the salt on tortilla chips. And that's basically it. So yeah, I started eating a lot of more of those things because they were all I could taste. My taste hasn't fully returned as my smell hasn't either, but I feel like shit. I got sick this week and I haven't gotten sick in a while. Well, not counting food poisoning and stomach ulcers, but my gastro is a whole other issue. But I mean, sinus infections, upper respiratory shit, colds, those things became a thing of the past for me when I went gluten-free. So for me to get sick this week and those motherfucking bumps on my fingers, well, tis time. Oh yeah, and the yoga. Daily again, and feeling like it's finally time to do the right thing for my body. Which is also the obvious thing to do, right? Do the right thing for your body. Hello? Well, there's sobriety and then yoga, and now flexible vegan. And I'm ready to actually stick to it for once. All of it, all the good shit that I can do for my body, it feels kind of like reparation for all the past abuse. And in a very literal, physical way, that's what it is. You know, these are some of the things I actually love about aging, to the point that I've started to think that my 40s are gonna be even better than my 30s. Because for one... I finally know who I am, like really, and love and accept it, and don't feel the feverish need to explain it to anyone or give a fuck if anyone else gets it, and I definitely don't need anyone's validation anymore. And I don't know if it's because of that or if it's just another side effect of aging, but I also feel more emotionally stable. So that daily yoga practice is something I not only know I should do, but you know, because it's an act of love towards myself, it's something I actually want to do now. And that sense I used to have, that internal defiance, where even though I knew daily yoga was the right thing to do, I just couldn't do it for myself. I'm pretty sure it was the deep down feeling like I didn't deserve to be taken care of. Like I wasn't worthy of it. I don't feel that anymore. Now, 
I know this isn't a thing that just comes naturally with aging, especially not if you've had significant trauma. It just took me so long to heal that I find myself in my mid-30s and it's finally all clicking. So if you're a person in that boat where you know what's good for you, but you can't do it because you have a deeply ingrained belief that you're broken and worthless and don't actually deserve good things, you better get your ass to work because it's not going to get fixed overnight. It took me a steady eight years of therapy, journaling, and other ways of processing, guided by experts in cognitive behavioral therapy or dialectical behavioral therapy or Jungian therapy, to name a few that I've used. Just see someone and do the work they tell you to do. And if they don't ask you what work you think you should be doing or just tell you what to do, find someone who will. Because that whole, I think, misunderstood idea of talking therapy, like you'll get better just by talking to someone but not doing anything, I don't think that's how it actually works for most of us. Most of us have behaviors we have to change. So you have to process and practice. Not to say that talking is bad. I talk to myself, to my voice memos, to my video camera a lot. And I talk when I write because that helps me to learn about what's going on. But to actually change what's happening, I have to make practical changes. And that's where counselors come in. I may have gotten better over time just by talking to my therapists, but it would have taken 20 years. And that would have likely just been the natural process of aging where over time you get less mental about certain things. If you've had trauma and you deeply emotionally recognize what I'm talking about when I say you find you can't do good things for yourself because you believe deep down you don't deserve good things, you need someone who's going to give your ass homework to do. And then you do the homework and then you process the shit and then you keep going back for more homework and you keep doing it for a while until you realize that you can actually do something good for yourself. And you can even stick to it and you realize, holy shit, I actually want to do something good for me. Like you desire and want the same thing because it is one thing to want to do good for yourself, but desire to do something bad. Let me elaborate. Like you want to eat healthy because it's good for your body. But you may desire that cosmic brownie, even though you're already full from lunch. And if you set that motherfucker on the back porch, it would outlive you and your child and probably even the house itself, whatever it is. So your want and your desire do not match. And your want may be to do the right thing, but your desire contradicts your want. That's a good indicator that you have some work to do even if it's momentary processing, or it could be an indication of something deeper that needs to be really worked through. And that's something you have to figure out. You see what I'm saying? When what you want and what you desire actually match, holy fuck, that's a game changer. But it takes time and work. And I'm finally, at least partially there where I want to do the daily yoga and I actually desire it. And I want to be flexible vegan and I actually desire to rid myself of the shit food I've been eating for months that doesn't even constitute as food really. Even insects ignore the shit. Even dogs won't eat it, you know? So, my Mima, She passed away this past May 
We had a strained relationship over the last few years. It has something to do with my new kids on the block story that will soon be available for my patrons. But even my Mima used to ask me, are you doing yoga? You should get back to doing yoga. Your yoga was good for you. The lady who drank only Diet Coke, never water, would light another cigarette with the one she was already smoking and would argue with you until her face turned blue that boxes of dried powder and plastic bags with ingredients as long as the box itself and full of words that no one but chemists could pronounce was perfectly nutritious food. This lady, even her, admitted that she'd noticed that daily yoga was good for me and that I should start doing it again. So yeah, yoga, fleegan, yogic fleegan, all super flattering ways to say that this is what it feels like to finally actually want to do good things to my body and desire them and actually do them. Even when all food besides Doritos tastes like fucking fingernail polish remover and actually keep doing them instead of quitting when they start to show positive results. Well, on that last bit, we'll have to wait and see, huh? So I don't know if I'm going to riff today. I just wanted to talk about going fleegan because I'm excited about it because it's what's happening right now. And of course, writing about that led me to the whole deeper realization about my progress, like it's actual progress to want to do the right thing and desire to do the right thing. Like that's so huge for me. And hopefully that helped someone who might be struggling with the same thing. We're all in this together, guys. Guys meaning people, non-gender specific. But they don't even 